everyone, and welcome to Bossophobia. I'm Angelique. And I'm Adrienne. All right, so I just need you to know I'm really jazzed about this week's episode. Um, a lot of thought into it. And also, like, I actually have a lot on my mind this week. So let's jump in. What is on your mind? Well, you have a lot on your mind. Yeah, but it'd be rude if I go first. Also, like, I got my headphones on, so I feel very official. Like, I'm in the studio. I was thrown off by the fact that you used jazzed. Like, we are... <laughs> 60-year-old women, but I'm glad you're jazzed about the week. Um, This week has been good for me. Um, I do have some stuff on my mind from, I had therapy yesterday, but I feel like it's more for the episode, so I'll hold that. Other than that, I just feel like it's been in a good vibe this week, so trying to maintain that. That's good. You know, I'm glad to hear that you've been in a good space. I'm also really excited to hear about how what you talk about in therapy connects to our topic today, because if you're listening to this, it is probably Valentine's Day or after Valentine's Day. So happy Love Day, but Love Day should be every day. Anyways, so um, what is on my mind? Girl, I went to the park with Aki and I lost my phone. Now, I'm gonna make this quick because I know we got some topics to get into. I was gonna make a face, but then I lost my wallet this week. So proceed. I I found it. I found it, but it was my initial like, I'm judging Angelique moment. But then I had to reflect and be like, you lost your wallet. And I was calm about it and I found it, but go ahead. Okay, so I took him to the park, right? And we were running and I was running and we were running and I had stuff in my pockets and everything stayed in. The dog, the dog treats, the doggy bags, the headphones, the keys, my mace. But yeah, my phone fell out, which is the weirdest thing to fall out of my pocket. I don't know. Anyways, I spent time, I spent time with the Lord. I was like, I'm not going to panic because you know, my my inclination sometimes my first inclination is to get really anxious and so I was like I'm not gonna panic I'm gonna pray so I prayed and I was like God help me find this phone and of course then all of a sudden Aki wants to be social and is pulling me toward this couple and their son while they're out playing with their little dogs long story short this kind sweet couple which honestly you know how like the old folk will tell you you got visited by angels I really think I was visited by angels. The son's name was Gabriel. And you know how good church folk connect everything back to the Lord. Look, Gabriel visited me and helped me find my phone. Gabriel was also petty though, because when I said, hey, have you, if you, if you find my phone, it's green. He said, it's a green phone in the grass. <laughs> like, which fair, fair, very fair. But they literally, getting to the point, spent a good 10 to 15 minutes of their time, maybe even more, like looking and scouring to find my phone and like scouring the park. It's a big park. And also they let me lock my phone using the husband's iPhone, like through find my iPhone. And then he like took the latitude and longitude and like wandered around looking for my phone until they found it. And I just like, that's a blessing y'all because I was not trying to give Apple any more of my money. Like I just wasn't, it's already a conspiracy and they slowing my phone down. First of all, you getting a new phone would not be a tragedy. 
Like <laughs> you getting to a phone that has double digits in the name would be okay. The Lord said not today. But like, I literally teared up because like, I was walking back to where my car, cause I couldn't even find the family anymore. And I thought for sure, like, this is done. It's over. They couldn't find it, whatever they did all they can do. I'm gonna go get Darren and we're going to come back. And Gabriel ran across the park and he was like, don't give up. We're still looking. We're going to find it. And that just like really hit my heart. Cause there's some things that were going on and I'm just like, don't give up. You can't give up. So that's my word. That's what's on my heart. That's what's on my mind. Just don't give up. Amen. Mm. And I'm joking, but I'm also yes. serious. No, you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> you are serious. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you found your home. Girl, yes. I'm a bad My wallet. Today. Yeah, my wallet was story was not as dramatic, but I got to work and I was like, where the heck is my wallet? Because it's always connected to my keys. And I was like, dang, I hope the children didn't steal it. For once, Adrian. Huh? Rude. If something drops, no, it's not rude. If something drops on the floor, uh, I will guarantee you that the children will steal it. So I'm, I was hoping that I didn't drop it somewhere at work and the ch- child stole it. That's a valid concern. Right. Fair. With the population I work with. Fair. Um. And then I wasn't freaked out about it all day because like there was no transactions on my card. So I was like, okay, it's somewhere. And then I realized I was like, I was at the gym this morning. I got in my house from the gym. So it must be in my house somewhere. And lo and behold, it was in my trash can because when I brought my trash in before I left, it must have fell off the keychain. Wow. Look at God moving mountain. Like this be when it's like, you know, dangerous seen and unseen. There's so many things in our wallets and our phones. If you lose it, that's it. Like, bro, yeah. I don't know. So I'm, I'm just grateful. Anyway, so that's what's on our mind this week as we come into our taking note section. So first on the docket, have you heard about the Texas school district that will that where the parents basically asked to remove Michelle Obama's biography from the shelves. For what purpose? So, and let me let me read this verbatim because it's ridiculous. So, in this school district, they're not going to be named. It's not worth the energy. Um, but a p- parents earlier this week demanded the book Michelle Obama, political icon, by Heather E. Swartz be removed um, from district libraries, alleging it unfairly paints the former President Trump as a bully and makes white girls, specifically white girls, feel ashamed of themselves. And so it they decided that they wanted to remove the book from the shelf. Now, any reactions? I have reactions, but I'm holding them back. Um, oh, do you want to hear what else they said? They said the, the in the parents' complaint, they said they believe the book was written to indoctrinate children into the leftist movement with a negatively slanted view of another president and taught reverse racism by wanting young white girls to believe that the way they talk is, a, is culturally unacceptable by today's societal standards. The author was shocked. Yeah, I feel like you could 
just as easily find a right book about Trump and paint Obama in a negative light. So are we going to take it there too? Like, I mean, people have their beliefs, but I'm just saying like, if it's written by somebody who is of either side, it's going to become of either side's views. That's kind of the ability in your writing. Well, yeah, like the, the author of the book was basically like, this is nonfiction. Like, what is your, it's, it's telling a, it's not, it's like, this is fact. It's not subjective. So like, are y'all okay? But this was also one of 86 other titles that the parents of the school district requested be removed from the library because of racially charged uh, sex, like, or, or themes that they deemed inappropriate around sexuality or gender and race. I don't have the energy to homeschool my children, but I understand why people do. Bro, I get closer to it every day. Cause like, this is like this school district, school district in Texas is not the only place. A ton of other places are also doing this and removing key books from, or not, and not even like I say key because it's like, they just express alternative decision, like alternative views. And when I say alternative, I mean like not what is typically expressed in mainstream or hasn't been expressed in mainstream. And it's just one of those things where it's like, this is where indoctrination and like a lot of those, um, like this is how societies fall, like in terms of they start monitoring and and policing, literally policing what information people have access to. Yeah. Um, people wonder why I collect children's books, but it's because you're not gonna have to read this at school. I'm gonna give you all your little information here, buddy. And then you can go tell your little friends about all the other information. Have you, there's a book I'm gonna give you. It's like, or I'm gonna give it, I love it. I shared it with my students last semester, but basically it's like, it's about the crayon that had a, I think it was like a- A bad day? Not a bad day. There's like, there's multiple of the ones about the crayon. Yeah, but it's the one where it's like the crayon is blue, but it has a red wrapper or something like that. Um, I haven't seen that. It's a really sweet book. I'll, I'll send it to you. Anyways, so you may want to send one of those children book, children's books to T-Pain, but make sure that it is not about Black History Month because he wants us to stop celebrating it. Have you heard about that? Yes, proceed. Okay, so T-Pain in a recent interview stated that we should stop celebrating Black History Month. The rapper states that, um, and I'm gonna read again verbatim just to make sure. Uh, he says that we are, that we shouldn't separate, uh, but we shouldn't celebrate it. That he doesn't think that we should celebrate Black History Month and he thinks we should just have history. He goes on to say that you're separating us again. We want to be a part of history, not just one month of it. I'd rather everybody stop celebrating that bleep and just let us be a part of history. And if you haven't paid attention, it's the shortest month of the year. Now, T-Pain, I understand. Like, I, like, you know, 30 days have September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31, except what? February. Like we, I don't know if anybody else learned that when they were in school, but like, yeah, we know, <laughs> like we, we know, 
It's giving Kanye and um, slavery was a choice. Like undertone, like same, like probably not that extreme, but like same lack of thoughts around like why we have Black History Month. Yeah, it's giving very much, uh, <laughs> to use your term, <laughs> it's giving very much, I'm trying to fight for equity without understanding why celebrating Black History Month is a step toward equity to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, oh, I, he also went on to say that he wasn't shocked because this was the same day that all the bomb threats happened at the HBCUs, just to add some more context. And he said he was not shocked by the news of the bomb threats and tied it to black students being blocked from the education system for hundreds of years. And he added that the only way that these kinds of incidents will stop is that if we black people make our own stuff. Now, that is a very interesting thing to say about an HBCU. Now, I just wanna say the H and the B historically (laughs) black, college or university i think what they actually attacked is what we had made for thine self now i am not sure i may need to check i mean as a person who graduated from my hbcu i'm pretty sure that's that's what that does um it keeps your your stuff together um so only one place where you see white people and you're like questioning but um you know they're on a full scholarship (laughs) stop it you know you know anyway i'm gonna be quiet go ahead yes um i'm just saying no like uh, we have that sir we we have that we did that we created our own stuff and they attacked i mean i understand what he means in fact that they forced us to create it but we created it and have kept it going we have made it to be what it is yeah poor little t-pain and that's not condescending that's just like I really wish that we could get to the point where we just had a unified narrative. We just need to like come together and agree on principles. To a certain extent, yes, but that's just human nature too. Like you're always going to have different viewpoints on on what has happened, on history that has happened, how history should have happened, how we believe we should serve certain things. So like to a certain extent that is still just human nature. Um, we just feel like we are more divisive than others at times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to clarify, I'm not comparing us to anybody else. I'm just saying for us, for us to for us to advance, I feel like it might be helpful for us to like generally agree on some things. I don't know. You're like, who knows? <laughs> Well, I know what I do think you might know about. Um, and this is actually an article that I texted you about and I'm really excited to chat about. So, uh, Kiera Shear made headlines all over the place in the last week, I think, when she said that she would rather send her friend to a hotel than to let them stay with her. And um, 
And this is what she was saying when her friends come to visit that she would rather them stay in a hotel so that her husband isn't tempted to have sex with them. She said in this story, my mama has already told me, don't have too many people around your house. I don't care how good you trust them or whatever it is. I'm very mindful and careful. I will buy a hotel room before I let them stay at my house. Um, and then she goes on to say, she said, I'm not supposed to let them stay in my house because we as believers, we believe that what we have, we are supposed to share with others. But I'm not sharing my man, she told us, told the, to the article. Since I'm not sharing my man, I have to be cautious with everything else that I share as far as with him being there too. And that's just boundaries. So what do we think? Do you agree with Kiara? What do you what do you think? Would you let your good Judy stay in your house with your man? There's a level of like friends that I would allow to stay in my house. Also, like there's after I guess I understand like coming out of town to see somebody and staying at their house. Um, but there's like a certain level of like after a certain age, I'm not sleeping over somebody's house. Like if I can't get to my own house by the end of the evening, I'm probably just not coming, period. Um, or my own space by the end of the evening, I'm probably just not coming. Um, so yes, I understand like staying in the, in the house. Um, and I mean, whatever is the sound of the sounds, like I definitely would judge it if it was a couple or staying in my house versus a single person staying in my house you know I've definitely like traveled and huh what do you mean when you say that you would definitely judge it if it was a couple staying in your house versus a single person staying in your house yeah like if you just had your single friend come stay in your house when your husband was there oh yeah, would yeah, you, yeah. you would feel a different type of way than I got your, you. I got you. <laughs> your I friend got you. and her husband was coming and they were both staying at your house I got you. I got you. Proceed. Yeah. Um, so I just typically don't let a lot of people in my house, typically, unless you got the same blood running through your veins. Um, but um, I don't see anything wrong with what she was saying. She wants to keep her space for space. I mean, there are certain people and there are certain levels of trust that I have with certain people that I would allow to stay in my house. But I'm trying to think throughout my childhood. Like anybody that's ever stayed at our house was family. So, you know, this COVID one, like I don't understand why we having a whole bunch of people over anyway. Like people are still coughing around this and you want to have people. Anyways, that's beside the point. I think we were very, I was shocked about how many people commented on this and were really coming at Kiara talking about, well, I don't want him. You sound insecure. I don't want him. If I can't trust him, you sound insecure. Like, sis, she sounds very reasonable and rational because I, I agree. I don't think, one, I was having this conversation with Darren the other day, and I'm just going to be very transparent. We were having this conversation. I was like, you know what I think about when people stay over at the house? Like, there may be extenuating circumstances. There may be emergencies. But I, too, agree. If I can't come back to my house after a certain point, I'm probably not coming. Because I don't want to sleep on your couch trying to figure out if you're going to give me a blanket or not. It's uncomfortable. I'm going to be cold. Not you specifically, but people. I was going to say, I've given you a blanket before. I 
I'm getting out. Like you, you don't count. I'm getting in the bed with you. You just gonna have to. You just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> and then you wake up mad because I didn't stole the cover. It's a very true statement. But um, but yeah, I was talking to him and I was like, you know, when I think about somebody coming over, like there's so many things you gotta think about. Like, what kind of PJs does this person wear around the house? Like, do, are you gonna think that booty shorts? And like a t-shirt with no bra on is acceptable for you to flit around my kitchen in because then we might have a problem. We gonna have an issue. It's gonna be a misunderstanding. I'm gonna understand you're going to not understand at all as this mm-hmm. frying pan comes up beside your head. And mm-hmm. I, I still, I sat there transparently with Darren. I was like, you know what I think? I think that like, you know, she's right. Cause who wants more than one pair of titties swinging around their house? Like, seriously, think about that. <laughs> like, it's just me. It's, it's just me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh um again was not thinking of that perspective but yes um as always you give a very unique perspective to, to the topics we're talking about um but no the, the the real point is like what do you feel like is acceptable um i've had people who and there's not no shade like literally did not grow up with a man in the house so they don't know what's acceptable to wear around the house when there's a yep. man around and all those types of things um so yeah no yeah or what to do or and also it requires him the guy the man your husband who's living there to change the way that he's moving because he can't just walk around in his little boxers or whatever he decides to wear around the house, he got to put on actual clothes. Like it's a whole coordination. And I just think that unless it's extenuating circumstances, I think she could have phrased it differently. I think that's where the disconnect is. I think she could have phrased it differently. I honestly think she could have just kept people out of her business because if I never invite you to stay, guess what you never do in staying? like i'm just saying it's never a question if i don't make it one because i'd be quick with the "Mm, so what you about to do (laughs) what what you about to do what you about to get into girl what what you got reservations at 7 30 do you want some like Mm -hmm. but i don't know and again that's not to say i don't like people have kind of having people over but i don't know so that's a good point, though. People come from different places in terms of what they think is acceptable and what's not. Mm-hmm. So and I promise you, your standards of acceptability are not the same as mine. So, yeah, yeah, because I'm the type I'd be like, is it does it have an adjoining bathroom so I can just come out in my clothes? Like, I don't even want to have to run through. And then you got to do that awkward run through the hallway if it's not a connected and you got your towel and you just trying to dip and dodge like there's so many things <laughs> but i do agree if it's a couple it, it is it's just different yeah anyways so that was all we had for our taking notes section i'll turn it over to you for some mental excellence for mental excellence this week as we are talking about Oh, the love on love day. Um, One thing I've really been seeing a lot is this trend of people like saying, oh, I'm dating myself. And a lot of times you hear it when people are like, you know, I'm in a single season. Um, But I feel like there's an importance to really date yourself at all points of your life and really understand and know what you like um, and dislike and um, really being in tune with yourself. 
Um, so taking that time to really do the things that you want to do and do new things in order to find new um, new things that you like. Um, throughout life, you're going to change, your likes are going to change, your wants are going to change, all of those things. Um, but making sure that you're making intentional time to be intuitive with yourself and really think about what you need for your self-care. Um, I think that's usually the first thing that goes out of the window, especially as women, um, the way we're socialized a lot of times to care for other people. Um, we're always giving to others before we take care of ourselves. And it's so easy to let those things slip um, and go. So really you wanna focus on like the importance of that self-love. And that's more than just like going to the spa and getting your nails done, all those types of things. Um, like those things are great, but really being in tune with yourself and knowing yourself, um, being aware of what you feel in your body and your emotions and that type of intuit intuitive um, nature and knowing really what um, your intuition is saying to you. Um, that's a different level of self-care that you can provide at any moment to yourself as long as you make yourself a priority. So that is my mental excellence for the week. Snaps for that. I like that. You got to keep yourself a priority. Do you think that it'll ever become a term where people don't say just that they're dating themselves that they say like I'm married to myself like I'm committed to myself in that same way? I feel like that's happened before. I Well maybe I'm the, the reference I'm thinking of is actually a show. So I don't know if that's happened in real life, but I'm sure there's going to be that one person be like, I'm married to myself. It is possible to marry yourself. I forget what it's called, but it is legal in some places where you can actually marry yourself. And you see like the ceremonies with people and they've got a mirror in front of them. I wonder, can you claim yourself on your taxes then if you're married to your This is what I'm saying. What is the benefit? I was literally thinking, what are the benefits to marrying yourself? And I mean, like, I understand from like a spiritual aspect, it's probably very empowering from a legal and a financial aspect. What is the benefit of marrying yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Questions that need answers. I do not have the answers to those questions right now. <laughs> what I do have is our main topic of the day. So we didn't, we didn't, we took the TikTok thought and made it a conversation. So have you heard about Cigar Bay? I have. Okay, I'm gonna give a rundown of Cigar Bay for our listeners, some of which may not have heard. So Cigar Bay was on a TikTok user, like, you know, she met this guy. They were going to go on a date. She's like, okay, cool. As she's getting ready for the date, she's like, you know what? It'd be really nice. I remembered as we were talking, as I was preparing for this date, that he loves cigars. Do you know who else loves cigars? My daddy. So I'm going to go over to my dad's house after I get ready for this uh, date. I'm going to go, hey, dad, can I like give this guy the cigar? She like gave him the whole rundown, talked about how much she liked him, X, Y, Z. The dad's like, yeah, sure. Here, here's a cigar. You can give it to him. It's great. It's cool. Here. The dad even throws in a cutter because he's like, I don't really know where he is in his cigar journey. Boom. Like the cigar is not really helpful if you don't have a cutter. Like, um, and then the mom gets really excited because she sees it and she's like, Hey, let me wrap it. Do you know what she wraps it in? A 
uh, what you call those things? Not cardboard, paper bag. Brown paper, a brown paper bag. Yeah, brown paper bag. And some twine. And some twine. She wraps it in a brown paper bag and some twine. She's very creative. It looks really pretty. Like, it looks nice. And the girl goes on the date. She gives the guy the gift. He's shocked. He's touched. They have a great time. And he actually ends up taking her to one of his favorite record stores. He remembers that she really likes vinyl records and he buys her some. Boom. First date over. She posts about it. And the internet, in all of its shockingness, I really didn't see this coming. They erupted into like two camps. One of which is like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I did a similar thing for my dude, X, Y, Z. That's a way smaller camp. Like it was like one or two of them on the side of a cliff. And then the rest <laughs> of every, <laughs> the rest of everybody else was like, and this is why black women are single. And this is masculine energy. And she's shaking him. And he's a narcissist. And what? Okay, so like I understand that people have their strong feelings about dating, um, that it's a difficult space to be in. Um, but genuinely, this was just like an act of kindness. It was like, here, here's a cigar. And for some people, gift giving is a love language. So like, we all have love languages on how we receive love, but there's also love languages on how we give love. And those could be totally opposite on how we receive love. So it sounded like she was just doing a kind gesture. Like, mm -hmm. and what maybe not, I mean, maybe not the first day I would think of that, but like, I would, I don't feel like I would have to be in a serious long-term relationship to give somebody a gift that simple. Okay, but here's my thing. And I've been thinking about this. So you said maybe not on the first date. And I heard this a lot. Before I say this, I'm going to like read, like literally one woman in the comments was like, baby, why does it sound like you're trying to woo him and win him over? You're the prize. Don't forget that queen. And then another one was like, ladies. Um, and then somebody else was like, girl, that was so thoughtful. I wish more men were like you. <laughs> really coming wow. at her i just i just feel like not on the first date because i probably wouldn't think of it on the first date to be like oh let me give you a gift but like you could i i don't know and it's not even any shade about her i'm just literally like i would probably not think about that on the first date um but i'm confused because this sounds like she was winning at the end like sis got vinyls they had a great date um probably had a follow-up like it sounded yeah. like sis was winning and why are we just just like disregarding the fact like men do like to be treated nicely like why do we need to treat them like those who are deserving should be treated nicely as well i don't yeah. understand i'm also a little confused because all these city girls forget the fact she didn't spend no money <laughs> he ended up spending the money so like didn't didn't she get which which i'll be rapping about anyway like i'm so confused but apparently from the comments, it says, dear, you seem like you're really lacking self-work. Men are the ones to impress you in audition. Here's my thing. All of these women who are saying this, if a man shows up with flowers on the first date, are y'all pressing it? Should his dudes press him out the same way? 
Mm-hmm. Like, high key, mm-hmm. should his dudes press him out the same way? Like, I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to say, and this is no shade because I'm not married, but for all you women that are famous, where are your marriage certificates? And this is not shade to say, like, marriage is a standard of something, but sis was obviously going after something that she wanted. Hello? Hello? She had a game plan. She, it doesn't sound like she's being played here. It sounds like she is playing the game. While y'all typing in her comments, she's on date three with young sir. And they, <laughs> and they still giving each other gifts. And he done stepped up the bar. He's got, he got, it was like a stack of gifts, all hand wrapped. Like, and we'll get into this. But the question that I had, and I think you may have already addressed it, was really about like, what does it mean to like pursue versus like, what does it mean to show interest? And why is there such a fixation right now, especially on basically like all women needing to do is show up like. Okay, go go ahead. What are your thoughts? You want to hear my thoughts? Mm -hmm, Go ahead. You want me to go first? Okay, (laughs) so I'm gonna preface this. I am married. I have been married for two years, almost two years. Oh my God, Italy, please don't hesitate. <laughs> Look here. <laughs> but we've been together for like, what, seven years now? Seven years? So, yes. and he was one of the two relationships I have ever been with. That is the context I'm coming into this conversation about because I take like relationships and like all that stuff. Like my approach is just different. What I will say is like, I don't ever understand why women, like some, I'm going to say some, I'm going to preface some and say when I, if I use the general term, what I actually mean is some is I'm all about being taken care of. I'm all about somebody caring for you. I'm all about chivalry. I'm all about opening doors and roses and flowers and all of that. I also think that there should be reciprocity in relationships. And I also think that there needs to be space and allowance for growth in relationships. And the thing that puzzles me is, is that sometimes when I listen to people talk, I'm just curious if the person that you wanted actually showed up, are you even the person who he would want based upon your own criteria? Mm. Like, I'm just curious because you want him to have XYZ money in the bank, but you XYZ in debt. Like, so you're actually taking away from the net worth you want him to have to sustain your life. Like you, and, and, and that's an example that's an example. And I know it can but, go the other way as well. No, no, no. But it goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago when I was saying like standards as you elevate in life, there are certain things that if your standard is not the same, like I need you to match the same things that I have done. So if I'm asking you, like, I'm not saying necessarily, but you, like you said, not being in debt, blah, 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 money in the bank. Um, I would expect that I have those same things too. Like, right. Yes, it's like, and as I elevate in life, my standards will change because I have elevated in life. So it's like not a backwards thing. Um, But yeah, this whole thing of women just showing up now, I'm again, same thing, all for being taken care of, um, all for like men being um, pursuing you and all of those things. Um, But like there's so much more to a relationship than you just like being there and being present and just like oh I'm a pretty face like those are things are are lovely um but 
what's the energy you bring when some your partner's having a bad day and, and how do you support mm-hmm. them? Like what what type of things do you bring to the table when um when chaos is erupting in that other person's life, but it might not be erupting in your life. So like how mm-hmm. do you support and, and bring bring that? Like those types of things. Like I hear just like in general, I'm an observant person. So when I'm in public, I just watch people. And the, sometimes the way I see women talk to their men and their children, but like, it's just like, I understand sis, you might have a lot going on, um, but just like, why Why do you have to communicate it like that? Like, why do you need to, to say it like that? Like, I think there is a strong piece of like, like feminine energy because the lack of a better word but I think there is a piece to that like if you're able to be that be that that is the opposite of what your partner can bring and that is the support that you know has lasting relationships to it more than just like hey I need you to take care of me like yes those things are nice but like how are you taking care of my emotional and social needs I think that's what I'm trying to say all together yeah, and I'll say the only reason why I gave up, why I shared the money example is because like in the context of Cigar Bay, like that's what people kept bringing up was the fact that you're doing all this, what he's doing for you and da 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 And the thing that I've noticed is that when you make a relationship transactional, you will never be happy because all you spend your time doing is making sure that you are exerting equal to or less than uh, an equal amount or a lesser amount of energy, of resources, of time than the other person. And that's not what giving from a place of love actually is. And to truly do that, you have to also operate from a place of trust because what you're saying is I'm going to give 110 as much as I can, all of, and I'm going to try to explain this because when I heard this explained, it really resonated with me. Um, So it's talking about like compromise and the fact that what compromise really looks like in a relationship sometimes is you both coming in with the goal of giving 110%, knowing that it won't always be 110%. Mm -hmm. And so what the expectation is, is that when somebody can't give 100, can't give 110, X, Y, Z, whatever percentage you count, you decide to pick, that the other person like almost picks up the slack. It's a give and it's a take. And I just, when I look at TikTok, when I look at these different things, even when I hear people talk on podcasts on either side of the conversations, it really looks like, for whatever reason, we're going into these relationships and interactions from a place of, of what can we get? Mm -hmm. And also on top of that, sometimes it sounds like, and I'm going to take a step back and restart that sentence. You can miss out on a good thing, carrying burdens from a person's experience that is not yours. Mm -hmm. And I just be curious sometimes, like, I know some people have been insanely hurt. I know some people on either side are terrible, like have been in terrible relationships where crazy things happen. And now they're like, yeah, no, I'm gonna need X, Y, Z and respect. But I also just think it's not fair to use anybody in that giving somebody a cigar and a cigar cutter is just really sweet rather than like (laughs) mean. Like I'll say like in the early years of like my relationship, like with Darren, like I think it was like, I met him well, and I won't go into our like relationship because that will take a long time, like in terms of telling the story. But in a couple of days of knowing him, he had come over for dinner and I hadn't like, I hadn't asked him to bring anything. He was just coming over for dinner. Like 
because I wanted to see him because I had food and it was cheaper for me to cook than for us to go somewhere on our college budgets. So guess what we did? Sat at the house and ate baked ziti and watched Miss Frizzle. What was that show called? Magic School Bus. <laughs> and that's what we did. I think one piece of it that, um, like I said, I had when I had therapy earlier this week that came up and my therapist, I'm like, mm. at first when she said this, I was like, mm. Mm, I'm not accepting it. Um, but she was like, you know, have you ever thought about you study for school, you study for the things you have, you have a license, you had to learn all those things, right? Um, and that knowledge would come with from people that have wisdom and have had those experiences and had studied this subject before you did. So when you go into relationships or you're trying new things and new relationships, why wouldn't you ask people who you see where you are, what they have done? Like, what did you do? Because maybe this is, this is a perspective I have on it, but I see that you have something that I want and you know, what is your perspective on, on this? Or how, how did the, you go about things in this scenario? Um, and she was specifically talking about like in relationships. And I was like, hmm. That would, the reason I have a thing, had a thing about it or a reaction to it in the moment, I was like, that would mean I'm doing something wrong. Um, and that's not okay with me. Uh, <laughs> but later on, like actually, huh? I was gonna say, or, cause this helped me and maybe it'll help you. There's a really cool graphic that we use in a lot of the academies and institutes that we teach about, that we, that we create and teach at my job. And it talks about the fact that it might not be that you're doing something wrong, but the fact that you have a blind spot. And that's different. And it, I'll show you the graphic. I'm not going to explain it because I don't want you to lose your train of thought. But yeah, don't think of it like that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I got over it. And I was like, okay, so definitely if you need and realize, okay, what I'm doing is not producing what I want then wouldn't you need a different approach? So sis had a different approach. She just gave a cigar. And again, I don't think it was all about like, I think people always, especially when you see all these type of like dating TikToks and everything, it's like, this is the playbook and this is how you do it. I don't even think like she was saying like that. She was like, you know, something to do on the first date, but like genuinely was just like, we had this conversation. I remembered it. I was like, oh, I can go to my daddy and get a scar and give it to him. Yeah, this was what this is what works for me. For me, doesn't have to work for you. Work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, to that point though, and to this larger question about like what she did, because it worked for her, and I think that that's the thing about relationships that to your like as you talk about these TikToks and different things that people are putting out there and a lot of them are like you go to this place you wear this dress you do this and then you get you catch yourself a millionaire and i'm just like yes and there's something to be said about growing with somebody yes because <laughs> i'm not going to disrespect it if it works for you and you're really excited and we'll get to that in a little bit but like if it works for you and you're real jazz and that's how you want to make your money make your paper boo boo i ain't gonna hate on you now the question that I have, though, is based upon the comments that Cigar Bait got, do you think that women should put themselves out there for love? And if you do, what is too much or too little? Who actually what decides? Do you mean, what do you mean by put themselves out there for love? Give me some more context, please. But like those kind of things, being like, I want to see you come over. I want this. 
this is what I want. Like being explicit, I guess, about when you like somebody, when you want somebody, what you want to do with that person, what you want a relationship to look like. What is too much or too little? Okay. I feel like, yes. I feel like if you don't tell nobody, how how are they supposed to know? Um, Things that I talk about a lot of times with my clients, I'm like, okay, you had these expectations, you have a disappointment on these expectations, but who did you share these expectations with? Which I definitely have been guilty of. I'm like, you just, you should know. know. Um, But unless you, you share those expectations, this is what I want. uh, Let me see if you follow through. I feel like if there is no follow through, then that is an issue. Um, but being clear about like, this is what I want. Um, and like this, yeah, there are times where you're like, okay, I just want to see you. I feel like they appreciate that just as much as we do when we, we receive that. Um, so like, yes, I think that there is an opportunity to be direct about what you want, just watching the action to see if the actions and the words match. Um, and that's how you know, like, okay, this is the person that I do give the energy to because I'm seeing the follow through, I'm seeing the things. Um, this is where I do feel like, okay, I can give more energy and pursuing um, that. But I do still believe in some traditional things about pursuit. Um, but I don't think those things are put to the wayside because you are, um, blunt about not blunt but direct about the things that you would want in a relationship or want out of love yeah yeah no I completely agree and I'll say I too am very traditional about like pursuit and how that stuff works like you know I think I was talking to you when it happened like that Darren had to ask my dad to like court me like we were very like traditional in that sense but I really like what you said about voicing you what you want and I think taking it a step further, making sure that like when the thing that came up for me when I was thinking about this is also like how, how thinking about how you're communicating it, because even if you're communicating it, are you being sure that the way that you are communicating your expectations actually aligns with how that person is interpreting your expectations? And an example of that is like, um, I used Darren's job is like really busy. He had a b- job that was insanely busy. His job now is really busy. Like he's always on the phone. He's always working. And so there are times when I'm like, Hey, I want to spend time with you. And this is something that happened like a while ago. We've kind of worked through it because I was, I realized that it was the way we were communicating. I'd be like, Hey, I want to spend time with you. He would cut on the TV and we just sit there together. I'm like, this is not spending time. This does not feel like spending time. I do not like this. This is not time. And after a while, I was like, when I say, let's spend time together, what do you think, what what does that mean to you? Like, you know, got to pull all the tools out of like the, the degree. And I was like, what, what, what does this mean to you? <laughs> like, what, what, are you, what, what are you interpreting what I'm saying? And he sincerely thought that when I said I wanted to spend time together, that what he was doing, like that, and a, a parallel play, like us parallel, us sitting together and doing things while each other's presence was spending time together. And I was talking about something completely different about like having conversation, shutting things down, like those kind of things. And so I think a lot of times we need to make sure that if we are expressing our expectations, we're expressing them in a way that's also accessible to the person we're expecting to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want you to check for understanding like you're a kindergarten, like, but now what did I just say? But yeah, there has to be uh, a mutual understanding of like what I am saying. And I think one one thing that 
um, like transparently, like I have had to work on is that I am being a direct communicator is not an issue for me. I am not conflict avoided. That is just my life. Um, so opposite times, I usually overcorrect and are like too soft in my demands when I'm trying to be aware of what I'm saying um, and realize that that's not communicated in the way that it actually like when I had it in my mind, it has some power in it, but I knew I needed to bring the power down, but I brought the power down too low. So like, you didn't get the, the tone of, or like the underlying message of this. So, um, and then my opposite is to go, you know, be very direct. Um, so I think that too, like when I say things, um, making sure like, cause you want to be mindful of the way you're communicating to that person. Um, cause usually, not usually, uh, but sometimes there is a, a underlying feeling behind that and you don't want to skew that feeling. You're just trying to share what you like are thinking. Um, so yeah, definitely checking for understanding is important. Yeah. Well, as you're talking about like how to do that and also still maintaining some of those traditional values and views, what would you say is a woman's role in cultivating a relationship in the early stages then? Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I think, again, it goes back to like stating the expectations and observing. Yeah. Like it's just, okay, in the beginning, this is what I need. If we are like seriously talking, I need to talk to you every day. Like, every day that doesn't mean every other day that means every day um so making sure like okay i've been clear with my expectations um and not that you need to force them down somebody's throat and be at the first date like and i need this and i need that and this and that um it's like that um it's like the episode of Parks and Rec where it's like, in my country, you do this and you go straight to jail. Like, I don't think we need to be like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he just like keeps saying the list. You, you do this, straight to jail. You do this, straight to jail. Um, but I don't think you need to be like that. But it's, I think for me, it's like, okay, being clear and what I need and what is going to be appropriate for me um, and then watch. I, I think that's, that is the woman's, uh, if there was a specific role to have, I feel like that would be it. Just like probing a little bit, if you're watching and he's auditioning, is there anything that you're doing with the expectation that he's also auditioning you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I would, I think for me, I would ask on the reciprocal side, like, okay, so what do you need? It's not like just about me. Um, it is about like what I need. I, I think a lot of times women are just like, oh, I know how to be a girlfriend. I know how to be a wife. Um, okay. But like, what do you know how to be that person's wife? Do you know how to be that person's girlfriend? That because part. that person might need something different that you weren't trained in, quote unquote, to do in your observation of um, wifehood or girlfriendhood. Um, yeah. So like, you still need to ask those questions. Um, and I understand we are women, we are powerful, we are 
like, I get it. I get it. I understand. I'm feeling like we know what it is already. But like, if you don't cultivate that relationship on the same side, what do you need? Um, because I don't think that if that's that, if his needs are not met, that's not going to cultivate a relationship either that's lasting. Yeah. yeah. What that brings to mind is that Juanita Bynum uh, sermon, No More Sheets, when she was like, you want a man, nails too long to make a biscuit. Hey, <laughs> yo, uh, I was 12 listening to that, like, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Why? Why were you listening to that? Because in my, like, whenever I need something to, like, focus on, I usually put on, like, a sermon and, like, just, like, listen to it. So I've listened to all kinds of sermons. But to that point, I think sometimes that, like, it's, like, you think you know how to be, to your point, a wife or a husband. You know how to be the wife or husband that you've seen somebody else needed. Like, you know how to be the wife that your mom was to your husband, to her husband, to your father, to her wife to your mouth, like however that scheme was set up, or mm -hmm. if you didn't have that dynamic, what you saw on TV, but like you said, not necessarily what that person needs or wants. Because mm -hmm. I think the thing that people don't talk about is all of the accountability that there is in marriage in terms of like, y'all are in as much as you all are teammates and as much as you all are friends, y'all are each other's coach too. You are literally in the gym, like, nope, we not done. You have a goal. Let's keep going. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Um, I do know. I don't know why I keep saying, I don't know. I'm gonna stop saying that, but this just comes up as well as like going back to, are you ready to shoot in the gym? Like, and like how much of that is how much of that responsibility are you willing to take versus how much of that are you willing for do you expect somebody else to shoulder for the rest of forever um so um rounding out this discussion i know a lot of men on a lot of podcasts on a lot of tiktoks have been saying a lot of things and I heard one man in particular discussing this same cigar bag uh, scenario. And he brought up the fact, he was like, nobody spent any money except him. Like, and I, I don't know who paid mm -hmm. for the date, but in terms of gifts, nobody spent any money except him. Mm -hmm. um, and also thinking about how powerful of a signal that was, because see, this is what I hadn't thought about. He talked about the fact that it was a powerful signal for the father to give the daughter a gift to give to this man on a date, which could have been a signal of the father saying, hey, she's got somebody looking out for her and I know about you. Like it didn't even have to be about what everybody was trying to make it about. Anyways, so. There's a certain level when your father starts putting you out there, like then you know, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should get, get my life together. Um, <laughs> my father's checking <laughs> for my life. <laughs> Just say Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> You've it. met my father and you know him very well. Um, but... <laughs> Your father's one of my favorite people. But like yes. he, he talked about it from the, the guy, this guy talked about it from the perspective of financial abuse. And he was talking about the fact that women, like we always talk about the woman who marries this rich man and then who can't do mm -hmm. anything because he's financially, like he's holding money overhead. She can't do anything mm -hmm. or go anywhere unless he says so. On the flip side of that though, 
Can it still be considered financial abuse if the first thing that a woman is looking for is how many zeros he has in his bank account versus his personality versus his mind versus his who he is as a person? Is that also financial abuse if a woman wants to be in a situation only if a man has a certain amount of money to be able to fulfill whatever desires she either doesn't want to fulfill on her own or cannot sustainably fulfill on her own? Yes, I feel like if... Because we know like stay-at-home moms and, and stay-at-home wives do have a value. I think it's around like $50,000 a year that they save to like just managing household and kids and things of that nature. So they do have a value to the household that you bring, right? But if you are specifically pursuing that person because of the bank account that they have, um, and you are misusing that bank account for your benefit. Um, and I would say when there's places where you're putting your benefit of that financial use before the benefit of the entire family um, or the entire unit, that would definitely be financial abuse. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have anything else to add to that. I just feel like I wanted to open up that conversation because it runs so contrary to what we keep hearing and seeing. And for a lot of young women, they may think that like they're failing if they're not with a guy who can like fly them and do all this stuff and buy them all these Gucci's and Birkins and all this stuff for Valentine's Day and whatever. Like the things that you see, the things, it can be a little, so it's just one of those things where it's putting in perspective what you actually need. Cause I'd much rather have somebody who can pour into me spiritually who can like encourage me and all that stuff and who's not broke, like mind you, is still successful. That's just not what I came into a relationship looking for or into a, that's not what we are recommending people go into a relationship looking for, if that makes sense. That was not the primary thing. Like that yeah. was not the, like, hey, let me see your bank account real quick. Um, yeah. And there is a happy medium between like you paying all of a man's bills and you being xyz because you could be on the private jet and be with the tender swindler now we didn't learn that in the last two weeks as well <laughs> if you have not watched that documentary i highly recommend it it was so funny it was not funny it was very sad but it was very interesting to watch i wish somebody would ask me to check out alone <laughs> oh what um I, the, the reason I, I was going back to that is because I was also thinking about like how the socialization of financial security from a man is so important um, when you think about like, I mean, there are valid points to it. Like as a woman, I'm going to have to take maternity leave if I have kids. There are things that are, I literally, I'm going to um, possibly miss out on opportunities because of um, like child rearing and things of that nature. So um, there is an importance of having that like financial stability from a partner, um, from a social standpoint that we think about. And that's how we're raised to think about it. Like, oh, you just have that, that person that's going to be able to take care of everything. Um, but I don't know, I lost the thought. But primarily what I was saying was like, it also comes from a socialization piece of like, there needs to be that security. Um, and if you think about two generations before us, there literally needed to be that security. That um, um, so we're not that far from where we had to actually operate in that way. Um, so 
you know, he had to think about that too. But yeah, like just because your your man makes the money doesn't mean you can just take it all from them. And as much as I joke about having wanting to be a stay at home mom, like I could never. I just I literally could never. That's a good point, especially because women weren't even able to open up bank accounts in their own name until like, like that was within the last 60 years that that happened. Mm -hmm. So there are people still alive who could not even open up a bank. So that's a nice historical context. And again, we're not trying to bash people who historically had to live that way. But I think that there's like such a interesting lens in the media and social media now that could be in part explained by the historical context and it's 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 important to to highlight also yeah i talked to darren about being a stay-at-home mom he's like no you gotta work he's like your brain moves too fast (laughs) (laughs) the response i used to get is you can be whatever you want to be when you get off of work Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna close it out by asking you, what would an ideal pursuit slash dating scheme look like? Dating scheme. To you, like from like, and I'll say the reason why I ask this is because I feel like another thing that really plays heavily into this is like Disney and like a lot of those fairy tales where it's like this girl is like out here and then all of a sudden she meets a prince and her whole life changes and she got a sequel and a trilogy now because Cinderella and the shoe but seriously <laughs> and so um, we are... I forget what what movie it is um into the woods and like the prince charming says like well my job was never to be like a caretaker it was just to be charming it's like that's so true that's what we are taught as a little girl mm-hmm. um go ahead I'm I'm formulating an answer no but it's like I think about that a lot and I think about how like going back to what you said earlier about socialization how are we socializing our young men and our young women to be functioning members of a relationship of like and not like that's what we're like we not that's not like that's the should be the sole intent but you should socialize your kid to be a functioning healthy member of a relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's a work relationship whether it's a marriage whatever it is like those are key things And you tend to find that the people who struggle in like sometimes, sometimes, because I'm sure there are exceptions, that those, there's a weird disconnect between the expectations that we have of like what is fair or like communication in like a friendship and a communication in a marriage or relationship. And I just think about that sometimes because a lot of those things can be kind of pulled across in terms of healthy communication is healthy communication. So rather than teaching our kids to isolate healthy communication to this person who they're spending the rest of their life with, why not just teach them healthy communication skills? Why not just teach them like respect generally for all people versus respect for specifically these people in these situations, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All of that tying back into Disney and the fact that I feel like that really does influence a lot of what we see in terms of women's expectations um don't come for my disney um (laughs) so are you saying like if i was my life was a play an opening scene and this is how i was pursued what would it look like i'm saying like if your future husband is listening to this podcast right now how should he come at you and what should the first date 
and the second date look like? Um, now get close to the mic and whisper. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I feel like Angelique is like secretly doing something with this information. Um, if <laughs> you don't know, my, yeah, I do. I've known you long enough. What would my first date look like? Hmm. First of all, hold on, back up, um, back up. I didn't ask for that. I asked for what does the pursuit look like? Like, how should you, you said the up? first date i said pursuit first date second date if i didn't that's what i meant go ahead (laughs) you did not say that but okay so the pursuit needs to look like you are having a full conversation with me that is not anything sexual that like in our first conversation needs to be just a conversation about getting to know me and being clear in your intentions like hey i would like to take you out on a date know you so that would be my clear pursuit like yes a compliment here and there you know boost the girl's ego is already pretty high but you know sometimes you you like to hear it from other people um but yes that would be the pursuit did that answer all of your questions appropriately pursuit next step yes first date (laughs) first date um first date needs to be proper Okay, you don't need to pick me up because I don't know you. I don't know you, so I'll, I'll meet you there. Um, just for a safety concern, my I find my iPhone is always on, but you know, it I is. do fail. I do fail to tell people about my life a lot. You um, do. <laughs> so, um, first date I feel like would be, you know, maybe not a bar but like a wine bar casual situation where it's like enough energy space to have lots of conversation um you know build some type of context to a friendship and and know some some of the things that you're trying to pursue um and knowing that like in this conversation okay you know, of course the flirtingness is there, but just seeing if the personalities match. I don't feel like a first date needs to be like this wow, spectacular thing. Um, but I do feel like there has to be somewhere to have conversation for periods of time. So I'm somebody who likes to talk. That's what my profession is. So um, if you're going to be with me, you're going to have to communicate and you know, have a sense of humor, all those types of things, mm-hmm. like to also communicate back. Mm-hmm. So someplace, you know, chill, a little wine, a little conversation, maybe some tapas. All some right, tapas. all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kiss on the first date or no? Possibly, we have to see how this conversation Oh, you fresh. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't judge. Wow. I'm playing. I'm just being stupid. Okay. And then second date. How's it going to follow up now that y'all know you feel each other? Second date. I feel like that's where you go to some somewhere like fun, maybe like a miniature golf where I love bowling. So like going bowling or something, you know, got to see your personality in different places. So I feel like that would be a second date. Okay. All right. All right. This is helpful. If you haven't, you should think about it. You should think about what your ideal pursuit slash dating scheme looks like because what I like, so that when it happens, you know whether it aligns with what you want or not. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not what I was making you do. I know you already know this. This mm-hmm. was more for me, but it can help other people too. All right. This is definitely for you. Um, so- yeah, I'll tell you, I have a list too. If you know, you ever get that deep in my life. Bring us out with the boss bits. The boss bits. So um, number one, back to what we were talking about and our mental excellence, saying that my self-care is a necessity, not an option. My self-care is a necessity, not an option. I say this while I eat the berries out of the bottom of my wine. Self-care in all 2022. <laughs> um, and then talking about... <laughs> Last week, we were talking about living out your dreams and just thinking about like, I am living out my wildest dreams because we're saying that we're already doing it and we're pursuing it. So this is already a part of living out your wildest dreams. I am living out my wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last but not least is that my value is what I say it is and not what others believe it to be. My value is what (laughs) trouble God says it is. I say it is and not what others believe it to be. (laughs) Always, always. (laughs) Amen. It reminded me of that song. I know who I am. I was like, yes. Yes, amen. Leave it, leave it up to a church kid to always find a song that goes with something. <laughs> Look, I wasn't at church five days a week for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Lord, that's the end of our Valentine's Day episode. I hope y'all out here loving yourselves, loving the ones who are worthy of your love. And yeah. All right. Oh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.